0: Father, I ask for a preservation of your love in every heart, Lord. We ask that even as we go into your word, we thank you for the spirit of understanding that is here to guide, to teach. We thank you, Lord, because you are here to give us a great revelation that only you would be glorified this moment. In Jesus' mighty name, amen we're gonna go into Galatians 1 today hallelujah okay Galatians 1 1 Paul an apostle not of men neither by man but by Jesus Christ and God the father who raised him from the dead keep going no I want us to stay there we're gonna stay there for a while (laughs) yeah I can see why you can see why okay tell me why The way I looked at that, I, I did look at the New King, the Living Translation, Okay, and he's basically wasn't appointed by a group of people. Okay, you he can read the New Living Translation, too. Yeah, so the Living Translation said, this letter is from Paul, an apostle. I wasn't appointed by any group of people or for any human authority, but by Jesus Christ himself and by God the Father who raised Jesus Christ. From the dead, powerful. I think that's very powerful. Mm-hmm. Very powerful. Yes. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Joy, you have something to say? Oh no, I'm looking at the Passion translation. Okay, go ahead. It says it's similar, but he says my apostleship was not granted to me by men, hmm. for I was appointed by Jesus Christ and God the Father, who raised him mm-hmm. from the dead. So it was not granted to him. Amen. But last week, we did say that, and that is actually the title of last week's teaching. It was, if you are a product of man's desire, mm-hmm. you will live to please man. That's true, yeah. So, today's teaching will be, if you are a product of God's desire, you will live to please God. So, in this scripture... Mm-hmm. Paul is telling us that he is a product of God's desire. It wasn't man that made him mm. an apostle. Last week, we talked about Saul in 1 Samuel, and mm. we saw that Saul was totally a product of man's desire. If you know the story of Paul, mm. why he was very emphatic that he was an apostle come from God is because mm. Paul literally really had an encounter with the resurrected Jesus. Mm. The one who sits at the right hand of the Father. The Mm. one who takes you and I and sits us right there with him in that heavenly place. Next to the Father. Mm. Paul had that encounter with Jesus. Amen. And that's why it's very paramount for us to desire that encounter. Because it shapes you. And so he said clearly that I have been chosen by God. This apostleship I carry. It's not because any man placed me in that position. Mm. I came as a result of God's desire. fashioned before time. Amen. Mm-hmm. So my question to every one of us here is: who chose you? Mm-hmm. I want you to truth. I found wa- it. Yes. Awesome. So, Perfect. So I want yeah. us. To truthfully answer this question, mm-hmm. I don't want us to, I don't want any generic answers because uh-huh. our actions is what reveal uh-huh. who really placed us mm-hmm. where we are. The choices we make in life, the way we act, that so is sure. what shows who chose us. It's not by just answering that the of course, everybody will say it, because the anointed cherub who made him god, god. so if That's you ask it. satan he's gonna tell you god chose me so <laughs> yeah. so i want us to be very truthful with you know take an assessment of our lives and see mm-hmm. if the way we're living our lives is aligning with who
1: chose us i have a very quick testimony if i can okay very quick okay May I? I? Yes, please. It just came into my mind. It's been years that I haven't thought about this. But when um, I first accepted Jesus, actually, a friend of mine invited me to a church. I was like, okay, yes, that's nice. Let's go to the church. But, you know, when they make the call and say if someone wants to receive Jesus and you can go in front and they pray for you. Yes. I'm a shy person, so there is there was no way I was going to stand up and go to the front in a place I didn't know, I had never been. You know what happened? My legs stood up and I found myself walking. <laughs> that's like Marie. I- <laughs> yeah. yeah, the same thing happened to Marie in Germany. Uh-huh. Yeah. <laughs> okay, continue. <laughs> so that's it. And when I was already walking, it was too late for me to go back to my place. So I was like, what have I done? It wasn't me. Yes, yes. My legs, <laughs> my legs started to move before even me knowing it. Because I, I didn't even fight it because I didn't feel it. When mm. I realized it, I was already walking. Yeah. It was so weird, so weird. Like God knew that I was not going to stand up.
0: So, do you think that you are a natural born if you can't explain that thing in natural ways? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. This is why you have to take this. It's an assignment I'm giving to every one of us. Mm. You're going to give me five reasons mm. why you believe that whoever chose you is the person who chose you. So, if you think it's your father or your mother or your pastor or your boss or your mentor, whoever it is that you believe chose you, I want you to give me five reasons, and I don't want you to just do one. God, He saved my soul. No, give me detailed, because if you read the whole Galatians one, that was Paul's detailed writing of who chose him and how he. Was an apostle, because I want you to begin to frame your identity and your calling, and your operations around who shows you, or else you continue living for that one person or living for that thing that controls your life without knowing you're actually living for that thing that controls your life, because I see many people's identity. Is framed by either their mother. In fact, many people's identity is framed by what their mother has told them. Even at a very old age, people still hold on to the identity that their mother had framed them in. Then I also want us to know that some of us, even though we say God chose us, our identity is wrapped around us being a mother to our children. Well, like, oh, I'm a mother. Oh, that child, all those children came out of my womb. Is your identity framed around you being a mother? I mean, you meet some mothers with very influential children, the first thing they tell you is, oh, have you heard of this name and that name? They expect you to know that name because they feel chosen by that child's identity. Others were chosen by the ring they receive from their spouse. So they believe that that spouse chose them. And so they live to honor that spouse, which is nothing wrong. But it almost seems as if their entire lives are devoted to that spouse. They are like, oh, I'm so honored that he chose me. That Out of all the women, out of all the men, she or he chose me. The way you live your life determines who wow. chose you. The way you talk, your actions, your choices, determines who chose you. Then you may also have a job position. And the first thing, you're so confident and proud to always show off that this is the job you're doing. There's nothing wrong about talking about your job and the things you do. It's excellent. But now it's about taking inventory of your life. And understand what spirit is behind your position. Is it a religious position you hold? Is it a man that placed you there? Is your identity rooted in that? You do need to check to see if the things that are happening in your life are to please a certain leader or to please a certain job description. You have to take account of that. And then begin to compare that with how... Those choices line up with the word of God. Do you just go along with what that person you feel chose you says? Or do you make sure that it lines up with God? If you are the product of man's desire, you will live to please man. And today's title, like I said earlier, if you are the product of God's desire, you will live to please God. So today I want to be your Galatian sister. And I need for you to write me a very bold and concise letter. Just like Paul wrote to the Galatians. And I also want to speak to those who will listen to this podcast later. I am expecting a letter to info at spirittalkswithnadia.com so that I can see who chose you. I can be that Galatian that Paul was writing his entire pedigree to you can begin to outline who chose you. I need us to take this very seriously and begin to define who chose us because when Saul listened to Samuel's words, Samuel was a prophet of God. Saul became another man. First Samuel chapter 10, verse 6. Thank you. The Spirit of the Lord will come powerfully upon you and you will prophesy with them. And you will be changed into a different person. Amen. Thank you very much. (laughs) Thank you very much. So based on what Samuel told Saul. he told Saul that the Spirit of the Lord will come upon you. You will prophesy and become a different person. So I wanted to see that. Saul was actually changed, and the desire of God to make Saul a different person came to pass. If you read that entire 1 Samuel 10, you will see that everything Samuel said will happen, happen. Because Saul became another man. Mm-hmm. So he became a very good picture of a man who, even though he was helped by the power of God, the voices that placed him in the position he was were more powerful than the voice of God that made him another person. Because if you remember, even though he became another person, prophesied, everything went as planned. When the Lord told him to go and kill the Amalekites... Because the Amalekites were opposing them from entering into the promised land that God had ordained for them. Because when God delivers you, he takes you into his promise. And that's why God gave us a title for this year into divine heritage. And so God has delivered us and is taking us into that divine heritage. And God is telling us that Every voice that is not of him, everything that is opposing us from walking fully in our deliverance, we must put that to death in the spirit. And all our members put to death every of our members that incline us towards sinfulness. Because they retain the demons. The demons that left us will see that that place is clean. And because we are not operating in such authority, it will go and get seven more that are stronger, stronger than him. And so, when we studied about what Saul did, we saw that Saul disobeyed the Lord. When he went to kill the Amalekites, he saved the king. And the king is one who has the ability to draw another crown. Or to go back to his alliances and form a strong bond to come against the Israelites. So that was a picture of what Jesus Christ was saying. That the demonic realm and their operations in our lives when they leave, they can go and get empowerment to come and reside inside of us. And Jesus Christ said that that man's state will be worse than the former. This is what happens in the spirit. So if we believe that, oh no, I'm saved and forever, I'm delivered and forever, you are not listening to the voice of the Lord. Mm -hmm. And that's why it's paramount that we know who chose us so that we know who we are allowing inside of us. Mm -hmm. Because if we choose to obey, then we will begin to put to death once we got delivered. All those unforgiveness. Hmm. All that desire towards hatred. All that desire towards being prideful. We will put all the members that are likely to go into all of those associations. Mm -hmm. Because those are the stronger demons that are being rallied up to come and house your temple. When you're drawing them? When that spirit leaves... Mm -hmm. It will go and negotiate with all those demons in the bloodline that are much more powerful to come and take over your body. I want us to really, really pay attention. Mm -hmm. Pay very close attention. So in the case of King Saul, the voices that placed him in position were the voices that rejected God. Mm -hmm. The voices that were behind Saul being a king are the voices that went to Samuel and said give us a king. We want to be like all the other nations. And Samuel was not happy about it. And God told Samuel it is not you they are rejecting, it is me. The spirit that rejects God as Lord over their lives is not of God. And so Saul came to kingship as a result of those voices rejecting God Mm. so I want us to pay attention because all of this ministry that the spirit talks with Nadia is about taking you to see things from the spiritual perspective Mm. so that you see that things don't happen in the natural because oh that one was just naughty that one was just wanting a king why wouldn't I want what the other person has All along, God chose one man, and out of that one man, Abraham, he made an entire nation who will serve him. So, he was going to use that nation to demonstrate what it means to be chosen by God. They were supposed to be an example of a nation and a people chosen of God. You and I are supposed to be examples of a people and a person chosen of God. But their choice to go and insist on having Samuel give them a human leader caused them to turn away from the Lord. The voices wow. behind them choosing a man as king instead of the Lord was the voice of the devil.
1: Wow.
0: That is what it's behind it. So when we say we are chosen of God, what? are the voices behind our being chosen of God Mm, is it really really like Paul here who is telling us that he is an apostle of God and not of man not placed in that position by any man Mm. is that really who we will identify as being the one who chose us or is our life going to reflect the voices Of demonic spirits. The things we say. The things we do. The way we react to situation. Will tell the voices. We are responding to. Because God may change you. Just like he changed Saul. Saul became a different person. God may change you by his powerful spirit. And you may begin to operate in the gifts of the Holy Spirit. But if you were chosen by man. Your life will resort to the voices filled by demonic desires that oppose God. That is why when Saul went to battle, when God said destroy or kill the Amalekites, he did not. He literally told Samuel that the soldiers, the Israeli soldiers, wanted the good animals for sacrifice. But God said destroy all the Animals destroy everything. Mm. So can you see that you can be a totally changed person by God, but the voices that place you in position can be more influential than the voice of God in your life? Because later on, Saul changed back and began to do the will of the people instead of the will of God. Mm. So we have established that King Saul was changed Even though God had changed him to another man and he prophesied, he was later on changed by the demonic spirits behind the voices of the people who rejected God. Mm. Remember, they rejected God. And so Saul would later reject God. Uh So I want us now, all of that, I want us now to begin to consider the difference between Saul and Paul. Mm. Begin to consider that difference. Mm-hmm. Paul is stating here who chose him. It's interesting that Paul was one Saul too. Mm-hmm. Yep, he his, was. Yeah. His encounter with Jesus Christ made mm-hmm. him a different man and he became Paul. Mm-hmm. His entire identity and name was changed. It was very significant. It was awesome. He became changed by the one who chose him. So you too will be defined by who chose you. If it's not God, then like King Saul, those voices will always oppose God. Now you must no longer wonder why you are more inclined to disobey God. You must not wonder anymore why are you rebellious? Why are you refusing to follow God's ways? Why do you feel it so hard? Because remember, it was so hard for for Saul to just do what God said. Why do you think that is? Whose voice is speaking through you to reveal its desire? You too must give me a pedigree of whose servant you are. Because you will always be a servant to the powers that ordained you. Your life will be tied to whoever made you. You are a servant to whoever made you. And if it's not God, then your life is in opposition to God. Father, I just ask right now that the spirit of understanding, the spirit of wisdom and the spirit of knowledge and the will reign upon everyone listening right now. That you will bring great understanding to the Truth that you are revealing right now. We cast out every deaf and dumb spirit from interfering on anyone's understanding right now. And Holy Spirit, we just uproot every sluggishness and complacency to the willingness to follow through this revelation right now. We ask, oh God, that you will establish your truth in every life, that we will begin to understand that we are literally the sum of the voices we listen to that we will understand that we are made for so much more and begin to deliberately choose you in the mighty name of Jesus. I am so excited about my book, Spirit, Spirit, Spirit. God is amazing. I can go on and on and think about what the Lord has done so far, but You know, I just wanted to get on here and thank you so much for all the the support and thank you for all the feedback I've been getting. Thank you for purchasing this book and buying for loved ones. Some of you bought like seven copies. Some of you bought like five copies. I am so delighted. God wants us to not only stay on the outskirts and say, hey, come, come here, come here. He wants us in his kingdom ram with him. He wants to show us heaven. When Jesus Christ tore the veil, when he died and he took us into heaven, he seated us in heavenly places with God. So right now we are in that seated position. (laughs) It is just an endless life of growing our spirit man. So I found out that when Adam and God were interacting in the beginning, It was all about a spiritual interaction. So he made you and I to have a spiritual interaction consistently. What stopped that? What took us away from that? This is all and so much more you will encounter in spirit, spirit, spirit. So I want you right now, I want to encourage you. Go for it. Go grab your copy. Please grab your copy. Tell me about it. Tell me what the Lord is already doing in your life. Tell me what the Lord is doing in the life of the loved one you will also buy the copy for. I encourage you to give the gift of
1: the Spirit.